from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is the national news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing February 10, 2019. The WIA hands over exams to AMC, WIA Director VK5WTF. Continuing WIA National News, and last week we learned how our WIA had congratulated the University of Tasmania and Australian Maritime College, the AMC, in being selected by the ACMA as the preferred provider for the delivery of amateur radio examination, call sign management and associated services. In a Memnet advisory and now published for all on wia.org.au, we see that the WIA board views this as a watershed moment in the history of amateur radio in Australia. The expedient delivery of these services by a skilled team backed by a sandstone university promises to deliver a robust, cost-effective and efficient qualification service for the Australian amateur community. It is the view of the WIA board and the WIA education group that anything other than a smooth transition to the AMC will damage the already fragile amateur radio community. For this reason, the WIA and ACMA met in October last year to begin planning for this potential eventuality. We are committed to ensuring that the WIA does not cause any obstruction to this process, said the release. The WIA National Office is in the process of transferring all call sign applications, assessments and other activities that were in progress on Friday the 1st of February 2019 to the ACMA. The WIA sincerely thanked all WIA volunteers, assessors and learning facilitators that have been involved in the previous examination systems over the past 20 plus years for their incredible contribution to the hobby of amateur radio. There will be changes and uncertainty in the near term. To ensure a smooth transition and continuity of services for this great hobby, the WIA will work closely with the AMC and trust you will as well. We'll hear more shortly from WIA Director VK5WTF, Marcus. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. As most people are aware, at the end of the WIA news broadcast, there was usually a process to record the number of listeners that heard the news. The number of listeners is forwarded back to the WIA, so there's a record of how many people heard the news. The most important task is to check in at the end of the news so you are counted. And the second most important task is to get those numbers back to the right person via email. This is the responsibility of the callback coordinator that records the numbers, and these are then sent to callbacks at wia.org.au. There are still a couple that come into the old email address, so this is just a reminder, if you haven't sent numbers in for a while, or have an old email address in your list of contacts, to update the address. Once again, that is callbacks at wia.org.au. Well, until next time, this is Gordon, VK4VP. Hello, this is VK5, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. A week and 25 years ago, I sat in the club rooms of the Shepparton District Amateur Radio Club and passed my full theory exam as a teenager. My exam was handled by the WIA exam service, exam number 1326. Little did I know at the time that the WIA had only been conducting exams on behalf of the regulator for a couple of years. Volunteers have conducted tens of thousands of exams in Australia, 
for people to get into this great hobby of vibrating electromagnetic fields that can be heard not only around the world but far into space. Those volunteers opened up a gateway to all of us to join the community and if you see one around, thank them. And talking about volunteers, the education group is looking for volunteers to help put together a more modern syllabus. If this sounds like you, send an email to education at wia.org.au with your details. And finally, anyone with an outstanding repeater license application, you should soon receive a request from us asking that you provide us with permission to use a private assigner to complete your assignment. If you do not receive this email, please email repeaters at wia.org.au. 73, this is VK5 WPF, going clear and listening. Who listens to radio? That go where you go, medium called radio. VK2K, WJ, 382, International News with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW. News from South Africa. South Africa's regulator ICASA has informed the SARL that the amateur radio licence fee will be increased by almost 5% on the 1st of April 2019. The new fees for one year will be 148 rand. This equates to around 15 Australian dollars. ICASA started the invoicing process for the 2019-2020 period from the 4th of February. And a reminder that even in South Africa, radio amateurs are reminded that it's their responsibility to ensure their licence is up to date. From the UK, the WPT report now available from SEPT. One area where the IARU and RSGB volunteers have been active is regarding concerns from wireless power transmissions or WPT. The latest development is the recent approval and publication of SEPT EEC Report 289 on high-power WPT for electric vehicles, EV. Following a major effort and numerous contributions to SEPT meetings, this has significant content regarding amateur radio and concerns on spurious emissions. Comments by IARU Region 1, RSGB and Ofcom were included during the final consultation stage. The report is a key element in ongoing work for WRC 19 Agenda Item 9.1.6 on WPT-EV. Black Arrow, UK space rocket, returns home from Australia. The UK's only rocket to successfully launch a satellite into orbit is to be unveiled in Scotland after a 10,000-mile journey back home. The Black Arrow projectile has lain at its crash site in the South Australian outback for 48 years. Over time, it was damaged by extreme weather and vandalism before space technology firm Skyrora stepped in. The historic rocket is set to go on display near Edinburgh later this month. Daniel Smith, director at Skyrora, said this is quite feasibly the most important artefact linked to the UK space history. While our engineers have been working on our own launches, our STEM ambassadors have been arranging all this in the background, inspiring generations. 
Mr Smith said, with the UK government aiming to make us a launch nation again, it seemed like the perfect time to bring Black Arrow back. Developed and tested on the Isle of Wight, the Black Arrow program completed four rockets between 1969 and 1971. The third flight was the first and only successful UK-led orbital launch, but the program was then cancelled. This is said to have given the rocket cult status amongst the space community. In the USA, ARRL board creates permanent ARIS committee. The ARRL board of directors convened for its annual meeting January 18 and 19 in Connecticut. Among other items, the board created a permanent amateur radio on the International Space Station Committee to develop an interactive relationship with ARIS, which sponsors voice contacts between ISS crew members and school groups and gatherings on Earth, bringing together STEM program objectives and local amateur radio groups. The board motion said ARIS has demonstrated very positive public relations benefits to the ARRL and that it's the ARRL's best interest to keep supporting ARIS. News from Chile. Amendment aims to promote CITEL-SEPT amateur radio operating reciprocity. Chile recently became the third country to sign the Amendment of the Inter-American Convention on the use of an international amateur radio permit. Once the amendment is in effect, Chile and other Inter-American Telecommunication Commission signatories may offer reciprocal amateur radio privileges to amateur radio licensees from European Conference of Postal and Telecommunication Administration, SEPT, member countries that have implemented SEPT Recommendation TR61-1, the SEPT Amateur Radio Licence. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News, the Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2019. CQ WPX Ready Contest this weekend on the 9th and 10th. Fizz Club CW Contest 16th February. Amateur Radio Furry Contest Sunday March 10th. WIA John Moore Memorial Field Day 16-17 March 2019. 20th Harry Angel Memorial Sprint May 4. Trans Tasman Low Bean Contest July 20. VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18. Now some news of importance on rule changes for our contest champion. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the contest committee leader. I'm here to notify you that the rules for the contest champion have been amended. The contest committee agreed on the fairest system of scoring on the 20th of July 2018 and voted to commence the changes from 2019. In the previous system, an operator could enter a category where only one or two operators may submit a log and score 100 points for only a couple of contacts. It was suggested that this was unfair scoring for little effort and no competition in the category, thereby leading to the new scoring system. Scoring is now based on the number of contestant entries per category for single operators, and for multi-operators, scoring is based on the number of stations entering a category. For example, single operators, with where we have five or more contestants in a category, the scoring hasn't changed, there's still 100 points for first, 80, 60, 40 and 20 for fifth place. In the event where there's only four contestants entering a category, first place receives 80 points, second 60, third 40 and fourth 20. 
Three contestants uh, will have 60, 40 and 20 points. Two contestants, 40 and 20. And if only one contestant takes place and wins, they will only have 20 points. Multi-operator stations for three or more stations. They will be the same as last time. First place category is 60 points, followed by 48, 36, 24 and 12 for fifth place. If only two stations enter, we have 48 and 36 points, and only one station will receive 36 points if they are the only ones in the category. <clears throat> You'll be pleased to know that all categories of the John Moore contest now qualify for scoring. Please remember that the categories listed for valid champion points are the categories that are recognised in the relevant contest rules. If, for example, QRP sections are not listed, then QRP is not recognised in the contest and does not qualify for champion points. All the rule changes can be viewed on the WA contest web pages. Best 73s and good luck in your contest endeavours. This is Alan VK for SN for the contest committee. Now through the DX window for February. PJ4 stroke WW4LL and PJ4 stroke NN9DD are active from Bonaire. IOTA reference SA006 now until the 10th of February. They are operating FT8, RIDI and SSB on all bands, and will participate in the ZQWPX RIDI contest this weekend as PJ4Z. QSLs via Logbook of the World or K4BAI. NILS SM3UQK is employed as a helicopter pilot with Air Greenland. He will be based in Western Greenland from the 9th to the 21st of February when he hopes to be active as OX stroke SE3A. His grid locator for his trip is GP49KF. He plans to be on 20 and 40 metres. QSL to his home call SM3UQK. Panama Special Event. Look for the Special Event call sign H31A to be active until August the 15th to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the foundation of Panama City. Activity will be on most HF bands using SSB and digital modes. Ready PSK31 and FT8. QSL manager is HP1AVS. In South Sudan, DIA, YO1DZ is active for the next six months as Z81D. He will be on 80 meters through 10 meters using SSB and some digital modes. QSL via OM3JW. He will also use Clublog and LOTW. DF13 German Special Event. Look for special event stations with prefixes DF13 to be active until June 30th, 2019. This to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the maiden flight of the Junkers F13, the first all-metal built airplane, was introduced to civil aviation and is a mother of all commercial aircraft. All QSOs will be automatically confirmed after July 15, 2019, with a QSL card via the Bureau. If you do not need a QSL card, let them know. Send direct QSLs via DM2TO. Shipping starting after August 1st, 2019. Alexi, RD1AV is now QRV as RO1AV from the Vostok Research Station in the Antarctic. This course on places RO1ANC which expired last December. QSL manager is RN1ON. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BID, now active until December 31st, 2019, to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany, which was established on May 23, 1949. Operations will be on CW and SSB. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, Sweden's National Society for the Active Visually Impaired 
is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL via SM0BYD. Special call EI19RE active for 2019. The special call sign EI19RE will be active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. It first met in January 1919 following a landslide victory for the Irish Nationalists in December 1918. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Melbourne and metropolitan area and Victorian country areas, it can be heard on VK3RMM at 10.30am on Sunday mornings. I'm Peter, VK3BFG. Media Watch and the ARRL is reaching out to newcomers. The ARRL is launching a new podcast that aims to answer questions and provide support and encouragement for newcomers to get the most out of the hobby. For those just getting started on their amateur radio journey, ARRL is launching a new podcast aimed at answering your questions, providing support and encouragement for newcomers, and the podcast is called So Now What? It will launch on Thursday, March 7th, and new episodes will be posted every other Thursday, alternating new episode weeks with the ARRL's The Doctor Is In podcast. Co-hosting So Now What? will be ARRL communication content producer Michael Patnode, W3MVP and ARRL station manager Joe Garcia, NJ1Q. Presented as a lively conversation with Patnode representing newer hams and Garcia the veteran operators, the podcast will explore questions that newer hams may have and the issues that keep participants from staying active in the hobby. Some episodes will feature guests to answer questions on specific topic areas. The ARRL said no other podcast is really aimed at this segment of the amateur radio community and it's being underserved and is not getting the answers to many of the questions they may have. 50 years of news reading. Victor, or Ivan Gracie, Golf India 3 WEM is stepping down as one of the GB2RS newsreaders from Northern Ireland after around 50 years of newsreading. The RSGB has thanked Ivan for his services to his fellow amateurs and wished him well in his retirement. Unlike the USA, South Africa and Australia, the UK's news from the RSGB is read by many individuals, taking into account location and frequencies. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. G'day, I'm John VK4JJW filling in this week for Col VK3GTV. Worldwide special interest group news. ATV, every pixel tells a story. ARIS is planning another of their popular slow-scan television experiment events. Transmissions were scheduled to begin Friday, February 8th at 1400 UTC and run through Sunday, February 10th at 1830 UTC. SSTV operations is a process by which images are sent from the International Space Station via ham radio and received by ham operators, shortwave listeners and other radio enthusiasts on Earth, similar to pictures shared on cell phones using Twitter or Instagram. When this event becomes active, SSTV images will be transmitted from the ISS at a frequency of 145.8 MHz using the SSTV mode of PD120 
and can be received using ham radio equipment as simple as a two-metre handheld radio or a common shortwave or scanner receiver that covers the two-metre ham band. After connecting the audio output of the radio receiver to the audio input of a computer running free software such as MMSSTV, the SSTV images can be displayed. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. Kevin VK2CE runs a great webpage for the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. It's on the third full weekend in August. On VK2CE's page, we see that for some reason or another, August seems to have become the international weekend for lighthouses. Countries all over the world have become involved in one or another of lighthouse activities. Some years ago, the United States Congress declared August the 7th as their National Lighthouse Day, and during that first week in August, amateur radio operators in America set up portable stations at lighthouses and endeavoured to make contact with each other. This event is known as the U.S. National Lighthouse Week. In Britain, the Association of Lighthouse Keepers, ALK, conducts International Lighthouse Heritage Weekend on the third full weekend in August. Their objective is to encourage lighthouse managers, keepers and owners to open their lighthouses or light station and related visitor centres to the public with a view to raising the profile of lighthouses, light vessels and other navigational aids and preserving their maritime heritage. However, the major event which takes place in August is the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, ILLW, which came into being in 1998 as the Scottish Northern Lights Award, run by the Air Amateur Radio Group. The ILLW takes place on the third full weekend in August each year and attracts over 500 lighthouse entries located in over 40 countries. It's one of the most popular international amateur radio events in existence, probably because there are very few rules and it's not the usual contest type event. It's also free and there are no prizes for contacting large numbers of other stations. There's little doubt that the month of August has become Lighthouse Month, due largely to the popularity and growth of the ILLW. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Maritime. National Weather Service dropping high seas and storm warnings on WWV, WWVH. The warnings transmitted via National Institute of Science and Technology, WWV, stroke WWVH, time and frequency standard HF transmissions, ceased January 31st at 1800 UTC. The NWS warnings are aimed at the Atlantic, the Gulf of Mexico and the Pacific. This service is being terminated because weather information in the current broadcast format does not support frequent enough updates for changes in marine weather and cannot provide enough detail in the allotted window required by mariners to avoid hazardous weather, NWS said in announcing the discontinuation. Additionally, alternative technologies and numerous media outlets that provide weather information in various formats have overtaken the need for providing weather information through the NIST frequency signals. The NWS said other sources of marine weather information, high seas alerts and detailed forecasts are available over satellite, telephone, the internet, marine fax, radio fax and VHF radio. The NWS, US Coast Guard and US Navy provide multiple dissemination methods for storm positioning, high sea areas, observations, forecasts, outlooks and warnings for both coastal and oceanic marine zones near the US all through a variety of technologies including Navtex and the Global Marine Distress and Safety System. 
Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, European Astro Pi Challenge 2018-19, Mission Zero. Mission Zero offers students and young people the chance to have their computer programs run in space on the ISS. Teams write a simple program to display a message to the astronauts on board. You don't need special equipment or coding skills, and all participants that follow the rules are guaranteed to have their programs run in space. You'll also receive a special certificate showing where exactly the ISS was when your program ran. The deadline to submit entries for the Astro Pi Mission Zero Challenge is 20th of March 2019, and their webpage has 19 different language renditions, so many more can take part. We'll leave special interest group news this week with a report on a special event, GB100GP. I'm John VK4JJW, and now it's over to VK6POP. Gilwell Park, close to London, is considered by many to be the spiritual centre of scouting and guiding. The property was purchased by the Scout Association in the early part of the 20th century to provide space for scouts from London's East End to go camping. In addition to campsites, Lord Baden-Powell based his successful leader training program there. Gilwell Park is still used for leader training, camping, events, even weddings and conferences. 2019 marks the centenary of the Scouts acquiring Gilwell Park. In commemoration of this, Ofcom have granted the use of a special call sign at Gilwell Park, Golf Bravo 100 GP, for the whole of 2019. It's intended that this call sign will be activated at all the major scouting events in the UK this year, Fun Days, Gilwell 24, Jota Jody and Scarefest, the call may also be used for demonstrations during Gilwell Reunion. In addition to the above, there will be a special 14-day activation of the call sign from July 25th to the 28th to cover the actual anniversary of the day that Gilwell Park was officially opened as a scout site on the 26th of July. I wonder who will be the first in Australia to work this special call sign. It's Golf Bravo 100 Golf Papa, that's GB100GP, and I reckon it will be on air quite a bit, as the scouting amateur radio crew in the UK are quite active. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here from South Australia, it is transmitted on 7135 kHz at 9am local time. I'm Hans VK5 Yankee X-Ray. Socially speaking now, and it's off to Wyong. 14 days and counting. The Wyong Field Day is all systems go for February 24th in Wyong from 8.30am. Even the hard workers behind the event are getting excited, as our roaming reporter, Glenn, VK2GEM, found out. Over to you, Glenn. And thanks for that, Ed. They have Mark, VK2CCR. Why do you come to see at the field day, Mark? I like to keep up to date with current technology and what other amateur operators are doing. And always like a good hunt around for a bargain from the car boot sale. I've run into one of the younger amateurs, David VK2VGA. As a 16-year-old, what would you want to get out of the field day? Mostly, I love uh, walking around the uh, field day grounds, meeting other radio amateurs, especially the older amateurs who who have uh, a lot of experience under their belt. They always have great ideas and uh, tips on how I can improve my setup, all those little things that you don't see in the training books. They've done it all before and we don't know what they're doing. 
Well, I've also run into Cole, VK2ZCO. What do you think about the fear, though, Cole? It's been running for a long time. More than 60 years in the Gosford Wyong area. Almost as long as I've been around. <laughs> Probably the largest number of amateur radio operators you'll ever see under the one roof at the one time. Bloody huge. Pardon the French. Giving you a chance to renew new contacts with others who you haven't seen for probably a couple of years and also the traders and exhibitors lots of interesting stuff on display very very tempting and not to forget the lectures the lectures provide a wide range of topics of interest to amateur radio and the cutting edge of amateur radio developments now we have steve vk2 skc steve what's the best thing you think about the field day best thing about wine field day is having like having a mass eyeball mean old friends all in one place oh yeah for sure and, yeah, yeah and having a beer Oh, yeah, stuff like an icy cold beer at Wyong, that's for sure. Lectures, exhibitors, car boot sales, and that lovely coldie all waiting for you at Wyong. So why not get along to Wyong this year? You won't regret it. All the details you could need are found on the club's website at www.ccarc.org.au. For the Central Coast ARC, this was Ed, DD5LP, and Glenn, VK2GEM. Off to the west and in VK6, it's Perth Tech, March 2. VK7, it's Meet the Voice event at Ross, March 23-24. VK4 sees Redfest 2019, April 13. VK5, the BRL Radio Group Annual Gathering, Overland Corner, South Australia, April 6. Also in VK5, the Southeast Radio Group's 2019 Annual Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship, June 8-9. And VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention, October 27. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham. VK4BB, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.